Welcome to the Mental Health Multiverse. We're your hosts, HB and LB. We'll be breaking down some of our favorite movies and TV shows as they relate to mental health, self-healing, and overall wellness, while also breaking stigmas, shedding light on misinterpretations, and helping you understand yourself a little better. If you're also on a healing journey and enjoy pop culture, stick around. friends welcome to another episode we are talking all about tiana from princess and the frog today and i am so excited and i'm even more excited because we have a special guest with us yes 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 we have robin nixon here who is also for those of you who are listening and can't see in a full tiana disney bound right now which is so cool (laughs) like (laughs) um we you're the first guest that we've had on who's done this and I love it and I think it should be a requirement from here on out um no pressure (laughs) any future guests but anyway um Robin and I were connected I believe first on TikTok and then we followed each other on Instagram and I think one of the reasons that we connected is because we have very similar philosophies on body image and cosplay and mental health and all that kind of stuff so Robin is a body neutral LGBTQ fat cosplayer in the Los Angeles area who promotes mental health awareness, acceptance in cosplay for any shape, size, gender, color, and age. Robin also has ADHD, which is right on brand for us uh, because LB and I also have ADHD, so this will be fun. Um, But Robin also has autism and always fights for inclusion and awareness. She can be found on Instagram at Robin Nerdy Nixon and on TikTok at Robin Nerdy Cosplay. Both of those links will be in the show notes for you to find. And their pronouns are she, her, they. And they've been cosplaying for eight years and they love cosplaying Disney princesses whom they relate to. And as a lifelong Disney fan, Robin's favorite of all time is The Little Mermaid and favorite character is Scar from The Lion King. So we are super excited to have Robin on to discuss Princess Tiana with us. Yay! Robin, can we put you on the spot and have the first thing you say on the podcast be a synopsis, an abridged synopsis of Princess and the Frog? Mm, spoilers, right? Spoilers. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. It's okay, totally. <laughs> yeah, Spoiler we're fully, <laughs> fully expecting anyone listening to this has seen the movie. And I if hope not, so. like, <laughs> if not, you will know about it now. <laughs> um, yeah. <pretty> much. <laughs> It's about a young woman who is uh, struggling to make her dreams come true. Um, she has a um, loving mother. Her father has passed and she wants to carry on the dream that he wanted his own restaurant. So she's working hard, um, pretty much gets tangled up with a prince who wants to be his playboy natured self. And <laughs> he ends up being running in with Shadow Man, turns into a frog he tries to kiss tiana thinks she's a pro thinks she's a princess they both turn into frogs for the whole rest of the movie antics ensue in the bio (laughs) and um then she kind of learns that you know life isn't all about working it's all about making time for other things and making your dreams happen in the same time but still taking time for yourself and in the end she finally realizes that and you know the shadow man breaks gets the curse broken and she turns back into a human with 
you know, Naveen and Happily Ever After. She gets a restaurant. Yay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yay. That was beautiful. Perfect. No, that was great. That was perfect. You hit all the major points. Truly. That was great. Thank yes. you for doing that. I know we put you right on the spot. Like, ah. We, put we do it. this to our guests. Yes. It's a fun, it's a fun thing we do. It's a fun like, little like pranker. Toes. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> um, and the movie came out in nine. Uh, I almost said 1999. That is very wrong. It came out in 2009. <laughs> it if feels it like it been... though, because it's the 2d animation. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So it came out, um, December 11th, 2009. Day before my birthday. It is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. December 12th. <laughs> oh my gosh. So did you see- What a great birthday present. Right? Did, did you see this movie on your birthday? I did. I did. I did. It was like the best. It was absolutely the best. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was like- No, no, no. no go. That was something that was so monumental because she's a black princess and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then she loves to cook and I'm like, I love to cook. And I was just like, oh my God. And then it was like on my birthday and I was like, this was made for me. So I know- not you know Disney doesn't know about me but I feel like they did it for me for my moment <laughs> one of my first experiences so I actually didn't see this movie until later in my adult life because I was mad at Disney I mean I, I know I should have supported it but like I when this movie was coming out I was in this English class and we had to like we had to write an opinion dissertation um, and it had, we had to basically like argue a point. And I wrote about the lack of diversity in the Disney princesses. And we had to do like a whole presentation and it had to like, it was like one of our final projects, my, my freshman year. And, um, and it was like right before this movie was about to come out and I, and it was announced, it was like this huge big deal. And my whole paper, what I wrote about was like the, the lack of diversity and that it took until 2009 for us to get a black <laughs> Disney princess um and then I also talked about the problematic nature in which all the Disney princesses of color exist in mm -hmm. and my professor loved that presentation so much that he kept it and used it for examples for future presentations oh, I was hey. like <laughs> so that's like one of my prouder moments um <laughs> of my college career uh but I think I think I do wish I would have watched it. I, I wish I wouldn't have been as like petty as I was. And I wish I would have just watched it and enjoyed it in the time as, as it was. But I also heard one of my, one of my black best friends in college saw it and was very disappointed about yeah. the fact that she's a frog most of the movie. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I think that was another reason where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to, um, and so that's, I think that's something we could talk about too throughout the discourse of, of this episode, but like Disney really likes to turn their characters of color into something else. The characters, uh, are, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's wild. It's, it's insulting, honestly, but it's, it's sad that in this world, we kind of have to take what we can get. I'm like, any stepping stone is a stepping stone, sadly. It's like... Mm -hmm. It may only be like a two-step ladder but I'm like I'll take it you know like that's at least two you know steps off the ground I am you know closer to something yeah so it's, progress it's, is still progress exactly yeah. it's like sad that, but it's true and I was so upset when I saw that too because I was just like did we just get ripped off a little bit yeah 
think now that I'm older and I kind of see where they were kind of going for because it's I mean I don't still accept it or approve of it at all they could have done it so 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 differently but I, I where they're coming from because you know with them both being frogs in the bayou they interacted with all these like other characters that kind of helped them have this like you know kind of like awakening moment like kind of that, and it kind of took like the human element out of it because watching it back if I was to watch them as they were I, I feel like I probably wouldn't have been impacted because I'm not gonna lie <laughs> when I watch a movie and it's like you know human actors regular people I'm not as connected to it but when I watch it with like animals or when I watch it with like creatures mm. I, for some reason it tends to hit me a little harder like I know this sounds so bad but sometimes, you know, if a human actor, you know, passes, I, I, I cry maybe, I don't know, huh? You know, if a dog or a cat or anything like that, just tears, bawling. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I cried for Wally, man. That was mm -hmm. a computer. He's a little robot. And I was just bawling. And then in yeah. the movie, it's just like, I feel like more connected to the animals, which is weird, but I feel like that's kind of how Disney's kind of, work their way into our minds in a moment in a way it just I don't know that's me rambling no yeah. <laughs> no no I can I can totally see what you're saying and like maybe LB will have some to add to this as well but I I understand that that it's like they needed to be separated from their humanity in a way to go through this yeah. journey that they went on and that had they been in human form it may not have affected them the same way yeah. um and they had they had to experience their own biases about characters too. Yeah. Like, you know, that as frogs, they wanted to eat the lightning bugs, but yeah. then realized like, no, this lightning bug say can save our life. And like the, the that a crocodile or an alligator, crocodile, I don't I don't know which one. Crocodile. But the one, you know, the one that likes to play the the, uh, the trumpet. Like <laughs> but like, you know, there's a bi there's a prejudice there that's like yeah. I this is it this is something I'm supposed to be afraid of, therefore I am going to run away. So I think like in a different way, it used animals to showcase that prejudice and bias that we can have and how people yeah. or creatures aren't always what what you initially perceive them to be. It also gave me, especially with like Lewis, you know, and and following his dreams of playing the trumpet in a jazz band reminded me a lot of like Ratatouille that like anyone can yeah. cook, anyone can play music. Mm -hmm. Although my only question is like, do crocodiles even have the lips and the lung capacity to play the trumpet? <laughs> we we suspend our disbelief for that. Disney magic, right? <laughs> I also want to acknowledge like what you said too was like, even though the movie had that problematic element, your first your first gut instinct was that you felt seen in her. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And it's like, I mean, even though she wasn't seen as Black for like 90% of the movie, she still was, you know, within herself, still Black. So I felt that, but it was mm -hmm. just the, and it, and it became not even like about the race moment, but it became more about just like the, the metaphor or the just like the thought behind it itself because you know she was like always pushing herself always working harder and I mean as a black person especially as a black cosplay a black creator we have to work at least a hundred percent harder than other people like you know somebody can you know pick ten percent into something 
And it's like, oh my God, that's the best thing ever. Oh my God, give them the gold ribbon. Yes, woo. But then it's like, if we go like 90%, not even full hundred, they're like, oh, that's so lazy. Or that's such a cop out. Or, oh, that's, uh, oh. Uh. And so it's like, we always have to work harder, 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 be the best, be the best, be the best. And this movie kind of mm. taught us kind of like, you know, it's okay to like slow down. You can reach your dreams, do your dreams, you know, never stop, you know, working hard don't wish upon stars also put in hard work but mm -hmm. take time for yourself too so i i kind of atone that for like mental health also because it's like i can push myself so hard and let my mental health kind of go to pot but that kind of made me like think about like yeah you know slow down you know listen to some jazz chill you know just you know da, 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 you know just take a moment relax and still pursue your dreams but also focus on the other things that will make you more well-rounded focus on other things that'll make you happy and that way you don't put all your eggs in one basket type of thing and I don't know if any of that makes sense but that, yeah. no, that totally <laughs> makes sense absolutely and thank you for bringing that up because I think that that is such an important message and takeaway from the movie is that like yes hard work is important um and it's also a balance. Like what good is the hard work if you're too exhausted to <clears throat> enjoy the benefits of the hard work? And I think the balance lies in rest, right? <laughs> yes. You know, like you can work hard and still take breaks. You can work hard and still rest. And that doesn't mean you're being lazy. It doesn't mean you're too weak. It doesn't mean you're not strong enough or good enough to accomplish your goal. It just means that you are accepting the whole process. And that is both hard work and rest, hard work and having fun, hard work and, you know, all of the things like in every single episode we're always talking about the both and and that is like the biggest both and for me <laughs> from this from this movie for sure um and just like you said and and I have a note about this later on but like there's so many components surrounding Tiana's life that's like fueling this overachieving perfectionism mm -hmm. you know that like the pressure and desire to make someone else happy or proud you know like wanting to honor her her dad which is like beautiful and amazing but it, it kind of tips over into like the the not so great side where it's like fueling everything she's doing and she's foregoing her own capacity and her own needs to make this dream a reality. Um, and, but we can get into that later. But all of that to say, like, yes, follow your dreams, work hard, and also rest and have fun because we're also living our lives right now. You know, life doesn't happen when we finally hit, like, fulfill our dream. Life is happening yeah. right now. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's such a good point. And to add to that also acknowledging that all of this is so much harder for black women yes yes thousand percent mm -hmm. um lb what was your first experience with uh with seeing this movie and what are your favorite things about uh about princess tiana that's a good question i don't know if i saw it in theaters i probably did um but i can't remember off the top of my head I know that it was an immediate favorite. I really did like it. I was not aware until much, much later in my in my adult life about the problematic nature of having her be a frog for most of the movie um, because I did not grow up in such open-minded and inclusive spaces. Um, so that irks me a little bit. It also kind of irks me, and this is like, I don't want to lead with a critique, but I'm, I'm going to say it anyway because I'm going to forget it otherwise. One of my critiques of the movie, in addition to everything we've already talked about, is that it feels like Naveen 
like pulled her down into his story and and we kind of lose a little bit of her it doesn't feel like her story you know as strongly as it did for like Moana or Mulan or Rapunzel or whatever it just felt like her story and her plot got disrupted by this like big major event and yes she learns lessons along the way and yes it was very important but it just like I don't know like her 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 story and her plot is more so influenced by these other people rather than like her being in the driver's seat so to speak but I guess that is kind of reality you know sometimes our stories and our lives don't go exactly according to plan and there's like hiccups that are out of our control and and stuff but you know anyway (laughs) um the things I do like about her though she's very family oriented which which is interesting for me personally because I I grew up not feeling well connected to my family but there's something really refreshing about their connection um especially with her and, and her dad her dad reminded me a lot of my grandfather who who passed in December he loved to cook for people he was probably the best cook in the entire world and I will stand by that statement he made the best ribs and I have successfully convinced three people three of my friends of that fact he made the best ribs in the entire world love you Paca. okay <laughs> um and so that scene just it really hit me because he loved to cook for other people like that was his love language that's what he that's what brought our family together um and even though we weren't super well connected it was a very special like food was very special for us um in that regard so I really like that that's one of her driving forces is like family she has a very supportive mother which is very sweet um she's very hardworking. again like we talked about teetering into overachiever which is kind of like you know Uh, what I talk about with my work and with my clients and stuff but I do like that she is hardworking um, because it's the message again the takeaway being that like you can wish on stars and you have to put in the work and you're allowed to rest you know I like that I like that she's a dreamer um, especially HB I'm sure you can relate you know us being on it and Robin us being entrepreneurs and creators and not having the traditional like nine to five you know and following our dreams I really like that I really like that she doesn't give up and um, I really really like that she is patient dear lord is she patient and I know a lot of that is like social societal constraints where she couldn't clap back like, but um black woman. <laughs> but she mm-hmm. is so yeah, yeah I think if we were to put her in a Hogwarts house, she would be Hufflepuff for sure. (laughs) I just think like all of those things that you just said, I was like, Hufflepuff, 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 Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff." Well, I don't know. She's also very ambitious. So I feel like there's a little bit of Slytherin and I'm saying that because I'm Slytherin. So like, Uh. (laughs) I feel like she'd be a blend. You don't, (laughs) you don't think so? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I didn't know you were a Slytherin. (laughs) Oh, My boyfriend fights me on that. I've taken the Pottermore. So I not only have I taken the Pottermore test four times, I've done like the the quiz that does all of the questions. Um, uh-huh. And I'm majority Slytherin, very, very closely Hufflepuff, and then like Ravenclaw, and then Gryffindor is like the least. It's like less than 1%. Oh, wow. Fun facts about LB and her. <laughs> well, that, that's probably why you and I get along then, because Hufflepuffs and Slytherins get along really yeah. well. Yeah. Um. But anyway, everything you listed, I do think, but I guess it could be a debate. That's what we can ask our listeners. Like, what Hogwarts house would you put Princess Tiana in? 
Um, but everything that you said is also reasons why I like her. Um, and I think that I relate to the hardworking aspect so much because especially as you were saying, being a creator and entrepreneur living in New York City, like totally. I hustle a lot. And I just like I kind of needed the reminder from this movie of like there's other things in life yeah. uh that are also important. And and I kind of just like sat down and was like, oh, I can't tell what message I'm supposed to be getting from this. Like, am I supposed to? Because, you know, I, I, we, I know we normally talk about our favorite quotes and stuff later, but I kind of want to mention this, this now is like, her dad says that old star can only take you part of the way. You got to help him with some hard work on your own. And that I wrote that resonated too. with me so hard. I was like, yes, Papa. Papa Sir, I don't remember his Papa name. Sir. <laughs> Papa Tiana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I related to that so much. But then at the yeah. end of the movie, at the end of the movie, she says, Daddy never did get what he wanted, but he had what he needed. He had love. Mm. He never lost sight of what was really important. And so I was like, these are two of my favorite quotes because they both balance out what what exactly we're talking about of like, yes, you have to work hard. But also you have to recognize what's in front of you and have that balance of like, you have enough, you are enough, think about what's really important. And I was like, just sitting there like, oh, these quotes, I'm so conflicted, but also just like needing to let it sink in about like, just, just relax, take a breath, like be, be chill, be cool. Mm -hmm. um, and going back to more things, like, I think, I think LB, you said everything else I love about her. She's so kind. She's so kind. So my favorite, kind. one of my favorite scenes of her is when she's in the restaurant and she remembers everyone's name. She remembers yes. their order. She remember. She's like, "Oh, do you need some of this? Oh, hey, here's this. Here's a napkin, right sweetheart." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, and like, she's confident too, which I think is yeah. amazing, especially in her ability to cook. But it's like when you know you're good at something. You know you're good at something. And yeah. she also had that support growing up. Like her dad yeah. was like, Everybody, come eat this, come eat this gumbo. Come eat that. Like, come on. We gotta share this. Like, she had such supportive parents that helped her have that confidence too, I think. Um, and going back to those quotes that I was saying, like, she's she's optimistic, but she's also realistic. So she has like this balance of optimism and realism that I think is really beautiful. And that I, I just think that she's a very unique Disney princess yes. with all of those qualities combined. Yeah. You yeah. Know? What about you, Robin? What are some things you like about, about Tiana? Um, everything that y'all just said is nail on the head. Perfect. Um, I just, I'm sorry. I just been fighting back tears like the whole time. Cause I'm just like, mm. I like this movie. It just, it, it, uh, it, it hits so close like with the father and like I did everything with my dad like he helped me like I, he helped me like learn how to like rebuild cars and you know we like we we worked on cars together like we did all these like fun things together and then like when he passed it just like it hit hard and so like this movie I was like bawling like in the theater it was just uh, it, it, it it's so amazing because it's like my dad too you know just would always like have those like little nuggets of wisdom and it's just like yes and it's like 
you don't realize that until it's gone and I don't know this movie I just I just I love the relationship she had and then like she's trying to make his dreams come true you know she's trying to keep him alive through that and I try to do that in everything I do too and I've realized I do push myself too far sometimes and I have to take moments of rest and it's like you have to think you know yeah he didn't have everything but he had what he needed and I'm just like that's so like perfect because it's like we strive ourselves to be the best the biggest everything top of the top you know get all this success and everything is just so calculated and gotta do this gotta do this gotta do this but it's like stop take a moment and just think about like what you surround yourself what you have around yourself and like are you happy just take a moment to check in with yourself and just 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 know that you know yeah it's good to you know get your dreams but also make sure you're living your life and make sure that you're not letting your dreams overtake your life that you're in right now and Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's just it's so good I yeah like like I said like it's problematic but of all the Disney movies it's it's one of my favorites it really is because it's just it's like you guys are saying it's like so unique and it's so different but it's just it for me it's the most realist princess movie because even like um because all of them they're, they're all still somewhat not make-believe but somewhat just like uh and this one it's just it ties into real life because we're always working we're always trying to push and trying to go further faster trying to you know all these things and we forget to take time for ourselves and that's what this whole beginning part and it was just a restaurant and you could and oh my god the way that they showed how like she was like going from work morning to night and then like she was changing like her outfit she was changing like you know different jobs and dropping it into the can and it's just like Disney didn't have to go that hard but they did on that it was just all those like little like moment that it's just when you watch it back you're just like dang she's really saving every penny she has she doesn't even go out like dancing for mardi gras with her friends because you know she's working and even in the background like her friend is like oh she's always working and it's just like dang that sounds like me all the time (laughs) so i started like taking time where i'm like okay you know what i'm gonna take a day off of work go to a con or i'm gonna take a day off of work and just you know, relax and, you know, go out with friends or something, just socialize, just, just take some time. Cause that was showing like how much she's overworking herself. And even her friends are like, you know, you're always working hard, always, you know, no, there's no time for fun. And then at the end, she's dancing on the roof. With her I know. Top of her oh. restaurant. I'm just like, yeah, she got her dreams and she's having fun. Let's go. Balance, baby. Balance. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I yes. love, I love everything you said so much. And I also want to add, like when you said that it's like the realest Disney story, I yes. think that to add to everything that you were just saying, like, all of the characters are so flawed yes. and yes. it's not just that there's one clear villain no. and one clear good person. There's a group of people who are existing <laughs> and they are all flawed and they're figuring out how to navigate life with these flaws, which I think 
is very realistic, despite the fact that they are not human for more than half of the movie, right? Honestly. Yeah. Um, something else I did want to touch on is um, it also shows about uh, friendship, too. Like, it's it's one of the stories where it's like, yeah, you know, Lottie's not, she's just not really a psychic, but kind of a psychic, but, like, she's still, like, above Tiana, and it's like, I feel like Tiana, if she really wanted to, she could have, you know, had Lottie, I'm pretty sure Lottie probably would have, like, you know, asked her daddy to, like, you know, drop down some, you know, some, you know, couple hundos or something, but she never did, and then Lottie always respected her choices of that, and then, like, Lottie was always, oh my god, like, <laughs> Lottie is, like, the best friend that we all want, you know, and it's, like, from childhood, they've always had each other's yeah. back, she always saw Tiana as, like, I'm reading into it, but she, I feel like she always kind of seen her as, like, a sister, because, like, Totally. Way that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's the way that like she brought her upstairs after like Donna got her um dress ruined or whatever at the party. And she's like, Oh, I got something for him. And she's like, and then she put her in this beautiful gown. And then she put the tiara on. When she put that tiara on, I bawled. I, I was crying in the theater a lot. I'm just saying. But yeah, that scene got me because it was just like friendship. Friendship. <laughs> but yeah, that was something else that like always kind of stuck out to me. Cause it's just like Lottie always kind of like never made Tiana feel lesser than she never I mean just from like you know the movie perspective <laughs> but it was just always equals and they were always friends even as child as children and it's just like yeah I, I don't know that was that was something I just wanted to just point out <laughs> no I love it I I I think I agree Lottie is a great friend and one thing that you like I don't know, there's this like unspoken rule that I thought about while watching this movie that maybe you guys did too, which was like, there's always this like, oh, because my friend has a crush on this person, that means I can't also have a crush on yeah, this person or right. whatever. And like Lottie, girl code it's been her, yeah, like girl code, like Lottie's life dream has been to marry a prince, like her whole entire life, it has been her dream to marry a prince. But the way that she sees tiana fall in love with the real naveen oh. she's very much capable of being like no no this is the love of your life like yes. let's Step let's make aside. this that was happen so, oh, that was no it is so sweet especially like when she's dancing with the fake naveen right and then tiana <laughs> falls on her stuff and her dress gets ruined and lottie's like did you see that i was dancing with the prince and then she sees tiana and she's like oh my god are you okay like she drops everything like the it's prince like, is no longer in her mind and she's like let me go take care of you it's so beautiful yeah it's it's so precious female friendships man you know um, just like there's nothing truly nothing more special <laughs> but um robin going back to what you were saying you touched on everything i kind of wanted to say about this movie like truly and 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 in such a in such a good way like in in the best way um because and first of all i'm sorry to hear about about your dad but i love that you're honoring him and i love that this movie in some kind of way honors your guys's relationship and is like a thing you can point to and reference when you're you know thinking about um your relationship because I think sometimes losing a loved one can inadvertently fuel overachieving perfectionism behaviors yes. <laughs> because we're pressured by the desire to make someone else proud or at least like not disappoint them you know mm -hmm. and we adopt that like I have to do this I have to do this for them like it's upon me to fulfill their dream you know that mentality and I don't think it's something that was like outrightly touched on but her hard work could definitely be seen as as overachieving 
because she wanted to make her parents proud and make her dad proud and honor his legacy, which again is not a bad thing, but the balance lies in rest. The balance lies in still living your life and honoring your needs and your capacity. Um, And what's interesting though, is that like her mom isn't pressuring her to do this. Like no one is putting that pressure on her. It really is kind of self self-inflicted, which I think is a great reminder that like you can have like a quote-unquote functional or good childhood but then still come out with like anxiety and perfectionism and like all these things which isn't necessarily a bad thing it just means that like you know it it what's the phrase I'm looking for it just it's not exclusive to big t little t traumatic childhoods or whatever so anyway um but I that, that quote she says where I think they're in the restaurant for the first time or in the building. It's not quite a restaurant yet. The building for the first time. And Tiana says, I got to make sure all of daddy's hard work means something. And I think that's where we see that line of overachieving for someone else and hard work. So um, like I've said repeatedly, you know, just the balance is in rest, rest, take your breaks. You're allowed to rest. You're allowed to take a step back. And I know that that there's a lot of nuance in that statement because the reality for a lot of people is that we have to grind, we have to hustle to make ends meet. And that's so valid and so fair and so true. Um, but also honoring your capacity, you know, and that's a big lesson I had to learn when I was working my corporate job, like fresh out of college. I was like, you know, I very much had that mentality of like, okay, this is the step-by-step checklist of I graduate college, get a big girl job, get the house, get the marriage, get the blah, 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 blah. And then that is what is quote unquote success, right? Or that's what's going to make me happy, but I won't be happy until all of those things happen. And then I can like take a break and I can breathe and blah, 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 blah. And I was definitely that person where like work was my everything. It was like the center of my life. You know, I, I lived to work. I wasn't like, or yeah, I lived to work, not work to live, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I burned out really hard. It took me over a year. I had to like leave the, well, I burned out really hard. I, I ended up in a like group therapy program, which was really, really good. And it was all about work stress. And that was the first time I realized and learned that like, I was a perfectionist and I was allowing the things I do and how well I I do them be the driving force for all of my actions, you know, and I had to prove and show that I was good enough and deserving and, and I wasn't giving myself breaks. And a lot of that stemmed from my childhood. A lot of that stemmed from just existing as a woman, as an Asian woman in society, you know, things like that. Um, And I eventually ended up leaving the job so that I could pursue coaching and my entrepreneurship things full time. And then inadvertently that turned into a whole other perfectionism thing where I burned out with that because it was like, I, I just had the desire to keep going and going and going and going. And it wasn't ever enough. Like nothing would be enough until I hit X, Y, and Z. Um, And that like, so her song almost there. And it kind of reminded me when we talked about in our Rapunzel episode, you know, like happiness isn't a destination. It's a journey to be experienced. We don't find happiness or a full sense of achievement when we hit X, Y, and Z, because we can always find something more. We can always find, oh, this is enough. This isn't enough. And it's when we can tune inward and say we are enough, regardless of how long our resume is, regardless of how long our list of achievements is, or how good or how big or whatever you know and just returning to that center of like I am worthy as I am just for existing and um I'm 
allowed to take breaks. I'm allowed to rest and I'm allowed to honor my, my capacity. Um, yeah. So that's everything you said. That's just what it reminded. That's what came to my mind too. So yeah. Yeah. I also think that all of that can be applied to a fitness journey as well, which is, you know, the lens of focus that I kind of focus through, um, everything that you were saying, like a certain fitness goal can become an obsession yeah. and it can take away from living your life to its fullest. And I have been there in my own life too, especially like when I was deep in the throes of diet culture and like really had a specific quote unquote goal weight in mind. And then I would hit that goal weight and then I'd get another one and then another one. And like, it was yeah. like, nothing was ever enough because you become so obsessed with what you can do more of like what can what more can I achieve what more can I um like and so I think that this all in a way can be applied to that fitness journey and like what are you doing in pursuit of this goal that is taking away from your life like are you not able to go out to brunch with your friends are you not able to go sit down and enjoy a meal are you not able to like what is are you not getting a full night's rest because you have to wake up at a certain time to get to the gym and and it is about finding that balance and finding a trust and a homeostasis in yourself where like you can pursue those fitness goals that you have but they don't need to be the end all be all and everything that you focus on in life there are other important things in life and like is it really healthy is it really taking care of yourself if you are I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, is it really healthy? And is it really taking care of yourself? If you're so obsessed with a certain goal that you're actually depriving yourself of other needs, right? Like, is, is it healthy to be chipping away instead of adding to your life? You know? Yeah. And to change gears a little bit, sticking on the theme of body image, this is another criticism of the movie that I have. It's mild. But I do think that there's a bit of fat phobia when it comes to the character of Larry, the royal valet. Oh, Lawrence. Just with yeah. the way. Yeah. 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 Lawrence. Like, come. I feel like someone calls him Larry. I think point. Dr. Facilier calls him Larry or yeah, someone does call him <laughs> yeah. Larry. But I was like, who's Larry? Oh, Lawrence. <laughs> yes. The, the prince's royal valet. And it's because I think that they're they're making joke of the fact that like he is he's been it's it's in dr facilier's song right it's like oh, you've been knocked down beat down pushed mm -hmm. around yeah like all that and like and so he his like greed which i think is like a really big theme of the whole movie there's like there's like a theme of greed that sort of comes up or like jealousy and envy and so like that that comes through and then he and then he becomes naveen and then there's like i just think there's a little bit of fat phobia in the fact that it's like oh but then but but when I'm not Naveen I'm not desirable or I'm not attractive mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. or I'm not capable of achieving things because I am I am not a prince and I think that that's an intention versus impact thing where I think they were just trying to say like he's not a prince therefore he is not capable of achieving these things but I think the fact that he exists in a larger body and like there is a very clear visible difference when he does like shift back into being Lawrence from being Naveen that th that I do think there's a little bit of fat phobia there that I perceived at least yeah they make a lot of like fat jokes about him and poke fun at his 
quote unquote undesirableness because of the way that he exists and yeah that's yeah. Not cool yeah like in the dr facilier the song if you you like um pause on the voodoo card when they're talking about you've been pushed by your mother your sister your brother too like the mother is like obscenely obese like jokingly like like massively like larger and i'm just like does she have to be like that though like mm. that's the kind of messed up so I, like it's like it's like little things i did catch too because it was just like huh like she couldn't have been like thin you know like she couldn't have been like ew it's like right but she has a history of doing that like everybody that's you know unattractive right. of the larger persuasion and i'm just like mm, okay disney <laughs> because we're you know have a couple extra pounds doesn't mean we're villainous you know it's like right right like, i don't know i just that's something i i caught too and i was like i, I low-key just kind of brushed it off mentally because i was like mm, we have a black princess so whatever yeah it's like <laughs> i gotta take, take the good I now <laughs> i know gotta take the good yeah but it's true like disney does tend to make most of like the a lot of villains you know, there are people of color. A lot of villains are people of color. A lot of villains are fat. A lot of villains are, and it's like, yeah. I know that it's 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 such like a nuanced conversation because it's like, well, if there's more diversity in general, there will be more diversity in your villains as well. Yeah. But it's when it's the only thing that you're seeing equals bad, yeah. like mm-hmm. that is sending a subliminal message, and we need to rethink that. on the same vein of talking about Lawrence and Naveen I do think for me another takeaway was like just be kind to everyone you know like none of this would have happened if Naveen treated Lawrence better and not like he was beneath him because he was right just any ounce of respect would have been would have been nice and I think that even goes for Tiana you know with like the the realtors if they didn't see her as this tiny young black woman who is incapable of running her own business you know yeah Yeah. like money aside being outbid wouldn't have mattered you know Mm -hmm. like she paid up front she paid in cash like she did all the things so and they still had that judgment of her yeah yeah Yeah. so the whole like almost like stay in your lane kind of mentality that that kind of really upset me I was like I mean I get it you know like that's the whole like part of the movie you know like they're they're adding that little you know adversity in there you know it's like I get it but I don't know it's still just like seeing it just made me upset I was like oh the audacity the rudeness I know okay, the racism, yeah right, the microaggression cool, cool. like all right, all right. it's a little yeah. triggering it's a little triggering but I think it's playing into that like what we were just talking about is a big theme of classism in yeah. this as well. And sort of just being like, well, Lawrence gets treated worse by Naveen because of his, because of where his, he's socially, his societal standing and Tiana's getting treated differently because of her societal standing. But I think the great juxtaposition to that is what we were talking about before, which is Lottie, the way Lottie treats yes. Tiana, which didn't have any of that classism in it. Yeah. 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 Saw her as her friend. I love that. Yeah, it was really sweet. Again, friendship, man. Friendship. Yes. It's it's the it's the friends we make along the way. That's what's yes. <laughs> so special. <laughs> um, shifting gears just a little bit. Um, we really like HB. You already kind of touched on some of your favorite things, but Robin, we like to talk about like our favorite quotes, themes, scenes, and characters from the movie. So I'm curious, what are some of your favorite things, like 
Do you have a favorite quote or a character? Um, for me, it would be um a quote from uh, Tiana's father. <laughs> Her father's name is James. Because um, I, I, I was like, my, my Papa Sir Tiana. I was like, I was like, my my dad's name was um was James. So that's why I was like, I kind of bonded. I was like, James and James. I was like, Yo, Disney, why are you spying on me? This movie was meant for you. I believe it. <laughs> but um, um, it was um, yes, you wish and you dream with all your heart. But remember, Tiana, that old star can only take you part of the way. You got to help him with some hard work of your own. And then, yeah, you can do anything you set your mind to. Just promise your daddy one thing, that you'll never, ever lose sight of what is really important, okay? And, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> my dad, like, had kind of given me kind of like a, 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 a quick little, like, speak kind of like that, too. And it's almost like it's set into your mind. And... You yes, you know what he really meant. You know, he really meant like family. He really meant like, you know, cherish, you know, those along the way and make, you know, time for your dreams, hard work for your dreams, but also, you know, keep those around you close. But when the person that you love passes, you kind of warp that mentality in your mind. And it, it kind of becomes like, I gotta keep working hard, I gotta keep working hard, I gotta make our dreams come true. You know, I gotta make them proud. And that's the part that of always stuck with me is the fact that like when they've passed you can't get that like like with her mom she's still with us you know so she was able to kind of be like the sounding block on some ideas on the restaurant or whatever but she can never overwrite the last thoughts of her father in her head because it's like he can't speak up for you know himself because he's he's not longer with us and so it's like you always kind of have this idea of i gotta keep working hard i gotta keep working hard i gotta make them proud and they're not here with us to say, okay, slow down. You're good. You don't have to do all this for us. You're good. But it's like, we don't have that. We can't just be like, oh, hey, dad, you know, like, are, are you proud or is this good or whatever? And are we doing too much? Is this what you wanted? And it's like, we can't get that, um, what's it called? Like, uh, that confirmation. Yes. Yeah. Can't get the confirmation. And that's the problem. And that's something that like that quote that always stuck with me because that very part where he's like, that you'll never ever lose sight of what's really important. And then he's like, okay. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> it was, it was just that, that, that quote from him that really got me. And then, um, the song dig a little deeper. That mm. was something that, like I loved because like, she wasn't understanding what they were trying to get across to her and mama Odie was kind of having a moment was just like how because she's like yeah I gotta work harder and it's like no within yourself deeper within yourself because <laughs> it's yeah. just like always in that go 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 mindset I like how Ray's like all right run it again exactly. yes <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts we gotta do it again Stuff like that. Like, that, that always resonated with me and I was just like yeah that's accurate oh my goodness yeah, yeah. I, I resonate with everything you said because ever since my grandpa passed you know I've I've also been like in the throes of like I need to work harder or I need to start making better money or I, I need to do something else yeah. something bigger and better to make him proud because I feel like he would be disappointed in me and like I don't have him to tell me like 
no i'm the not so of course there. yeah yeah like, so he, my brain of course is going to go into like oh because you don't know that he's not disappointed he might be disappointed in you so you have to do everything in your power to not make him disappointed like, okay i'm happy to stop i'm happy you're good I'm ha- i want you to be happy but it's exactly really, we don't think that because that's, that's not thought it's like no no <laughs> who's your favorite character from the movie <laughs> okay so this is gonna come as kind of like a who um i i really love um i love uh, uh the shadow man like because <laughs> it's just like he's kind of like one of the villains where he's not technically a villain i mean he is but he's really more just like a griff he's really just in it for yeah, himself yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which also kind of ties back to why I love Scar, because like Scar is one of my favorite characters. So it's just like I kind of like them because they're kind of like nitty, they're gritty, they're just kind of like I'm gonna get what I want, you know. I don't care what expense. I mean, Scar, you know, spoiler alert: Scar does some things in Lion King that you know. <laughs> just saying, but um, Shadow Man, he he doesn't necessarily. I guess I don't know if he kills anybody. I don't think so. I don't know. I think he just takes like their bad luck or whatever, or like he takes like their soul. I don't know something. He's mostly just trying to you know make up for his own debt, soon for his own stuff. And it's just kind of like one of those villains where it's just kind of like because all of them they all have their own ulterior motives. But the Shadow Man, he's just like smooth, slick talking. I always think of him as like a used car salesman. You know, he's like I'm Truly, trying to get yeah. this lemon soul. <laughs> Let me get this lemon off the lot. You know you in this car whatever it takes you know yep. have to push it down the lot myself it's like okay he's great a great villain. villain and i think i like what you were saying too because like villains are pretty self-serving and like yeah. one thing i like about villains is that they i like to look at things from a villain perspective because once you do you understand why they are the villain right like every villain doesn't see themselves as the villain yeah. he like you said, had a debt that he needed to repay. He overheard this incredibly rich man talking about how much money he's got and that a prince was coming to town. And like, who has money? Princes and rich people. So he's sitting here thinking like, how can I make this work in my favor? And I also think he's like genuinely a talented magician or whatever that like area of magic is called in New Orleans. Like he he does do all of these things using like the voodoo practices and like his song um friends on the other side is my favorite of the movie so another hot take like friends on the other side amazing song um scary really creepy the animation terrifying Terrifying. i think if i were a child when i saw this i would have been like turn it off but like I think it was just really well done. I think it was just a really cool visual that they used along with the song. But he he doesn't care what happens to any of these people. He just has his own end goal, which is to not to to pay back his debt because if he doesn't do that, he is going to die. And then spoiler alert, he does die. And Marissa, I saw your note and I agree with it. It's really intense and a pretty dark ending for it him. Really is. Like, I don't think he deserved that, to be honest. I think it's, like, the darkest uh, unaliving we've seen in a Disney movie. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's tied, because that one and the Scar one with the hyenas, 
that's a good point. Yeah. That one's pretty Same. graphic or like Same. gruesome it's, it's too. Because I'm like, those are both my favorites. So I'm like, that's, that says a lot about something. Me. <laughs> something says. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did they ever say what his debt is? I'm so curious. They, I think it's like very briefly mentioned. It's like yeah. he, he, it was like he owed something to the shadow realm and that's yeah. why they drag him away in the mm. end. But I don't remember exactly what it is. He had to like claim something. It was like a certain amount, and that's what the little totem was. So it was like I guess collecting either souls or something from people, and he needed like a certain amount of them. I forgot how many, but it was certain. So it was like that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I did not, did not pick up on that. That gives me a lot of like um, Jack Sparrow, Johnny, or uh, yeah. uh, Davy Jones vibes, where he has yeah. to like collect however many souls to be free from whatever. <laughs> um, HB, what about you? What are some of your favorite things from the movie from Tiana? Well, I think we all have the same favorite quote. So I that's think so. Exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I think, and it shows that like that was a really powerful quote yeah. <laughs> from her dad. Like it hit all of us. So, um, so that's also my favorite quote. Um. I have a lot of favorite scenes. I have a lot of favorite, th- like, you know, favorite characters. Um, one of my favorite moments is when uh, Naveen is practicing his proposal to the star and Ray thinks that Naveen is proposing to Evangeline. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he gets all ready to fight and he's like, oh, no, you're not. And then and David's like, no, no, I'm just practicing. I'm gonna propose to Tiana. And then Ray's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna help you with that. Like it's just like, so that moment to me is so special. But I mean, like, I feel like there are so, so many special moments. Um, also at the end when she does finally get her restaurant and it's the menu is the drawing that she drew for her dad when um when when he originally had his dream from like her childhood. I think that's yeah. like a really special moment. I think one of the hardest Disney deaths that I didn't realize until this rewatch is Ray dying. Oh, oh my yeah. god! I, I have to like, fast forward. I fast forward every time. Sorry, I just I, I can't. don't remember that happening. Oh. I was really upset in this rewatch. I was like, "This is actually really heartbreaking." Um, the but then, Julia did kill somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess yeah. yeah, he did. He did unalive someone. We, we... um. <laughs> Yeah, but seeing the second star pop up right next to Evangeline after he died was really... That made me sob. Like, I remember him being squished, but I didn't remember the star, I guess. And I started sobbing because, God, I've been talking a lot about loss and grief here, but we had to say goodbye to my dog a week ago. And she's been with me through so much, and and I miss her so much. And I've been, like, waiting for some kind of universal sign or confirmation that she's okay and I haven't gotten it yet and like so when I saw that star where you know and and then their little their little star arms are touching or whatever and I'm like I just I just need that for myself too and like oh god yeah yeah I love I love Ray he's I know we're not on my favorite things yet but he's my favorite he's my favorite character any scene with him is probably my favorite scene like he's just he's a sweetheart he's so like authentically pure and innocent and truly just wants to like help others um also very family oriented you know with all of his his giant bug colony um and god man he deserved i mean i don't want to say he deserved better because he eventually ends up with evangeline but like that did not know i was gonna cry over a bug right <laughs> yeah well, well get us. What's i in- think get us with the characters and the animals like get us 
I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, yeah. God. It's almost like for the most part, I think except for Lottie, everyone's dream in this movie comes true. Yeah. Which is very sweet. Um, That's my favorite theme. I think of the movie is just dreams, the pursuit of dreams, never stop dreaming. I yeah. Lewis gets to play. Lewis gets to play the play jazz on the boat because they're all in animal costumes. So he gets to have his dream. <laughs> And he's like um, part of the band at Tiana's restaurant. He's like a yes, yeah. yeah. So he gets to play every night. Naveen found love and a successful woman <laughs> to be yes. with. I guess <laughs> this might surprise yeah. some of the listeners, though. But I actually don't like their relationship. I think this is the first episode where I'm the one hating <laughs> on love and not HB. <laughs> Robin, one thing you need to know is that I'm always the one who's like, fuck love. <laughs> love is dumb. I can't believe these Disney princesses keep falling in love. And LB is always like, yeah, love is beautiful. It, it makes me happy. Isn't this so romantic? So this is a hot take. Like you're experiencing a hot take right here. <laughs> you're witnessing it here first. I just, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay. I, I completely agree with you. I'm sorry. Because I just, I did, they're cute together. And yeah, he kind of came around, I guess, a little bit, but not really. I, I just, because uh, I'm going through, I was, I was going through a breakup, right? And so Prince Naveen kind of reminds me a little of my ex. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get mind- that. It's, it's tough when like when you're influenced by outside like um, feelings too yeah um, I don't mind that I think my issue like I don't mind that they end up together in the end that's fine yeah. I just feel like they didn't need to get married yeah. they didn't need to be as together committed to it because my my biggest critique is that like at the beginning Naveen is seen as this like really bumbly like he doesn't know how to take care of himself or anything yeah. he doesn't how to cook or whatever and Tiana is so self-sufficient and so to me it just kind of see it it seems like Naveen sees Tiana as a caretaker and that's why he got a mother attracted to her and like so I just don't think that they should have been married by the end because I think it's the the dynamic can be yeah they can be together they can be in love but 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 I do love how supportive he is of Tiana's dream yeah, it's so funny. We're on the flip. We're on the flip. We're on the flip. He, he I think I I I see what you're saying about him seeing Tiana as a caretaker. But what I think happens more is that in his digging a little deeper, he realized that he needs to learn how to take care of himself. Yeah. And he needs to learn how to like he needs to learn how to love someone. He needs to learn how to not be so selfish. And he needs to learn how to, like, there's so much that he needs to learn. And I think that we do see him learn those things. Like, when he minces the mushrooms for, for her. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he, l- so listen, let me just, me. let me say my, yeah, my bits. Go for it. Go for he it. minces the mushrooms for her. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to build the restaurant, like, he is someone who had been perceived as never lifting a finger in his life. And he rolls up his sleeves and he builds that restaurant for her. I love that. From her. the ground up. With her. With, yeah, yeah, with yeah. her. Yes. With her. No. Like helps her build the restaurant. I get it. There there are definitely glimmers. There are definitely moments. I just feel like his growth is not where I would have wanted it to be for me mm-hmm. to be. Like, yeah. 
Like I'm, I'm happy they end up together. I think they're going to learn a lot from each other. You know, obviously Tiana learns how to, and I'm relating this so much to my own personal life because I was very much Tiana before I met my, my boyfriend. And I'm not going to say he was Naveen as if like he never lifted a finger. Like he was, he also had to learn how to take care of himself, but like, he's a little bit more lax. Like anytime we had to go anywhere and we had to be there at a certain time, I was like overly punctual. And I was like, we go. and he was like, we can be late. Like, it's not going to be the end of the world. <laughs> so I think that, yes, they will learn a lot from each other. I just feel like to me, there wasn't enough evidence in the movie for me to like put my LV stamp of approval on their relationship, which I know is so probably. Unexpected. I'm shocked by this. I'm shocked, <laughs> I'm shocked by, this. by this news. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I disagree with it. I'm That's shocked fine. and disagree. That I, was, yeah, we've been there. And we've I been think there. like yeah. I think we also see like that they wouldn't have turned like I think their love is what allowed them to become human again too. Like they wouldn't they would have stayed happily frogs forever, and then and I think that was also a really beautiful thing too. Is like they just decided that like their life was enough as it was, just like that. And then when they did get married and he finally kissed a princess, that's when they turned back into humans. And I do think there's something really beautiful about that. There is. It just wasn't enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) But however, I will say I am in full support of this pro love HB. We're getting here today. I (laughs) like, where are you getting that from? Nope. (laughs) Don't. Don't be. No, I'm just kidding. I just think like, yeah, I I I watched this movie and thought, yeah, love is real. I love that for you. And it makes me sad that it didn't for everyone else. <laughs> like, okay, so for me, I I love that they have this love, okay? And I adore them for that. But I just I don't know I felt like it didn't have to end in a, a marriage per se like it could have been just like oh yeah you know he kissed her and they felt the love within and that was it and then like you know they had the restaurant dancing all that fun stuff everything you know just just you know it doesn't have to be marriage it doesn't have to be marriage because I'm just like he did not grow in that small amount of time enough to condone marriage because she is a smart bright young lady and I'm just like oof that's not real life I mean they were frogs that's not real either but still it's just like mm, I don't know that 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 was something that just kind of got me because I was like he's 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 changing yes he's he wants to grow and adapt and learn and you know be more self-sufficient and you know grow into this role Uh, but mm, I don't know I just I feel I, I feel like it's, it's not enough to fully justify like, no I get it I get yeah. it I something that I like was thinking of that I forgot I was thinking of but hearing you say that um was very much like does Tiana digging a little deeper really have to be romantic love yeah yeah that's all that's the question I'll put out there to the universe does does Tiana digging a little deeper have to be romantic love? I don't think it did have to be no, romantic it love. It could have been self-love, yeah. you know? It could yeah. have been her learning to set boundaries, learning to find that balance yes. of rest yeah. and honoring her own capacity and not bringing mm-hmm. in another person energy into her into her life and just figuring yeah. out her. Yes, 
But, but what I will say is I think one of the overall themes of this movie that I really love is not only family, family, but found family. Yeah, and I think that true. regardless of if there were romantic love between Naveen and uh, Tiana, there would have been that found family of like, these are the people I love. This is yeah. who I love. This is who I want to spend my life with, which is why I do think that she stays, chooses to stay a frog because she loves the people that she found on her journey. Yeah, I agree. Do you think that she could communicate with Lewis after they turn human? Probably question mark at the restaurant so i'm i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> more disney magic to yeah, disney right? magic. <laughs> that we can end on that note that we the disney magic is so real uh and it's beautiful and love is real hb said it first <laughs> said it here first you all heard it love is real love is real um <laughs> But yeah, um, Robin, thank you so much for your time and for talking this movie and this beautiful princess with us while also you also looking so beautiful, dressed as Tiana. Truly, I think I agree with HB. This is now a requirement we're going to have moving forward for every guest. <laughs> um, HB, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if it should be a requirement for you. Well, I think that some of our guests are not cosplayers, but if the guest is a cosplayer or someone who likes to dress up, then yes. And if not, we should not put undue pressure on them because they might feel under enough pressure for even showing up on a podcast. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but uh, Robin, before we go, was there anything that we didn't get to that you really wanted to say? Do you have any parting words of wisdom, something you wanted to share with the listeners? Um, I just want to say that I'm so grateful for um this honestly though this podcast is like amazing love it yes <laughs> um and I'm so like appreciative too for the more inclusivity that's coming our way and like Princess Tiana and then we got Moana and she's curvier you know she's Pacific Island I was like yes and now we have a black mermaid coming little cheers Erica. to that Hell yeah. Let's go. So that's I I just I'm very grateful for Princess on the Frog because it opened the floodgates for more inclusion and more, you know, just diversity to kind of come through. And yeah, so it may be problematic at times, but I would still rather have something problematic (laughs) that is something that is a, a, a doorway to more to come. And we can yeah. learn and build from that, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, such, yeah. So well said. <laughs> think that was beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so grateful to have you on today's episode <laughs> and podcast. And um, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Links in the show notes for where to find Robin. Um, Robin Nerdy Nixon on Instagram and Robin Nerdy Cosplay on TikTok. Yes. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Robin, for being here and have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mental Health Multiverse podcast and for spending time with us, HB and LB. Special shout out to our musical composer, Little HB. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, feel free to share it with others, post about it on social media, leave a rating and review, or become an exclusive Patreon member to see bonus and additional content. To stay up to date on all things MHM, you can follow us on Instagram at Heather Bodie and at LittleBent underscore not broken or subscribe 
subscribe to our YouTube channel to see our faces and watch some fun bloopers. You can find all of these links in the show notes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.